All right, uh, joining me today on the uh, Big Breakfast Show podcast, a uh, long-time, long-time resident of Estevan, Roberta DeRozier. Hi, Roberta. Hi, Lyle. Nice to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. Man, I appreciate that. I, I, I'm a little stuck on the long-time resident, though. Uh, that makes me sound like I'm a senior citizen, but uh, I, I have been in Estevan a lot of years, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering if I was going to get some feedback on that thought, you know? I was, I was waiting, so I'm glad you came through. I'm glad you came through. I deserve that. <laughs> yeah, well, 50-some years in one community. We'll go with a long time. Yeah. Wow. So born and raised right here in Estevan then, Roberta? I was, yeah. Grew up on a dairy farm just outside of Estevan. Um, actually, now that I, I need to go back on that 50-some years, because I did leave for about 10 years. Uh, after I graduated in 86, I left, and exactly 10 years later, in 96, I moved back. Is that right? You thought, after a decade, I'm going home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I was one of those kids where, you know, the, the same old, I'm getting out of this town, there's nothing here for me, and I'll never come back there, and... Uh, yeah, I ended up marrying a local boy 10 years later and somebody I went to school with growing up, and we kind of flipped a coin. I was in Lethbridge at the time, and he was in Estevan, and we said, where do we want to go? And hands down, it was Estevan. Well, you know what? That happens a lot where people want to get out of wherever they were you know, born and raised and grew up, and, and then it, ah, there's a high percentage, I'm sure, Roberta, where people come back, right? Exactly, yeah. I don't know what the drawing card is, but it just seems to be uh, human behavior because we all seem to do it. Wow. Okay. For us, a big part of it was the size. Um, raising kids in the, the size of a, a town like Estaman, it just perfect, yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's uh, that's a big part of, uh, of our stability as well. I mean, I've been here for well over 30 years now, and it's hard to believe the time has gone by, but... Um, that's that's a really key point right there is the size of the community and, and what's available within the community. And speaking of that, when you were growing up in Estevan, I know things have changed over the course of the last few years. <laughs> I won't say how many again, Roberta. I'm not going to put my... I'm, <laughs> quite a few. I think you pointed that already, Lally. Quite a few, yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I keep harping on this, it's going to be, it's going to be a short <laughs> podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what were some of the activities then, Roberta, that you guys did back then when you were having fun as, as kids growing up here? honest, I was not involved in Estevan growing up because we were on a dairy farm. Um, for anybody familiar with that kind of lifestyle, there is no life outside of the farm. Uh, you literally, you get up in the morning and go out and, and uh, feed the calves and, and do chores. Then you go to school and you come home and you do the same thing. You click to your homework and <laughs> go out and there's, there's milking. So in all honesty, I was not involved in any extracurricular anything growing up. And I think that's probably a big part of why I do what I do today. It, it, it was just a whole new world that I could do that stuff when I moved back. Well, you know, we're going to get into the uh, that part of it here in a, in a few minutes, uh, Roberta. But um, I guess the the thing that I was looking at, too, is that when you're growing up as a, as a child on a farm like that, like you said, Things have changed so much from then until now, and here I go again putting a timeline on this. But <laughs> many, okay, many years. Okay, let me <laughs> let me say this. I'm going to say it this way, okay? I I didn't have the internet and I didn't have cell phones, <laughs> so the way we created fun was was kind of like homemade. Uh, you'd get the uh, creative bunch together and try to decide on on how you're going to spend the day or the the night, depending on whether it was a weeknight or a, a weekend afternoon. We actually were extremely fortunate on the farm. We had three families, so 
it was my my dad and his two brothers who owned the farm. So we had 11 kids on that farm. It was like our own little colony. So if there was some downtime as far as work, we were we had our own skating ring on the dugout. We uh, we had our own tennis court actually because the highway crew that was doing the highway they poured us a pad and. So sports actually were a really big part of growing up. It just wasn't in town. It was with the uh, siblings and the cousins. And, oh, we, if you weren't out on the snowmobile in the winter, then, you know, there was just always something to do because there was always somebody to do it with. But wasn't that uh, wasn't that a lot of fun though when you look back at it and how memorable all those uh, days and events were? Because if you combine the, the kids and the adults, you guys would have enough for a good slow pitch team. Oh, definitely. I, I would never, ever, for anything, for all the money in the world, change the way that we grew up. We, Yes, we worked hard. There's no doubt. But we also played hard. If you worked really hard and got all the bales in, then maybe there was time where the uncle or whoever would, would throw you the ball. And, you know, it was kind of the reward at the end of the day. If, if you worked hard, you got to do and, and we did. We had our ball games. We, we had flag football. You name it. We We packed it in. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's the way it should be. I like that. That's perfect. Now let's let's move ahead a few years. Now you've uh, you've got a family and some of the stuff that things are going on as far as uh, holidays. As your family is concerned, your immediate family, Roberta, how did you guys uh, get a buy as far as holidaying and and what were some of the the likes that the uh, the crew liked to do when you were on vacation? Like growing up, you mean with with my siblings? With your your kids, with your girls? Oh, and, with my and kids. Yeah, okay. with your girls and and your husband and uh, and what are some of the family outings that you guys like to do when you're uh, on holidays or trying to get away for a vacation? A lot of visiting family members. Like we would definitely go away to see some of like growing up with cousins. Your extended family is also a part of your family, so we did a lot of that growing up. Um, we would take the kids and. Any visits were like to Lethbridge to go see my, my sister and her kids and that sort of thing. We didn't do a lot of camping. Um, my kids were very involved in things. So a lot of our extra time was going to their events, whether it was broom ball or you name it. We were on the road quite a bit with that kind of stuff. So, But, you know, when you think about that, too, um, that is keeping the kids busy, right? And I know... As time passes, it, it flies by pretty quickly, but they always say that uh, that busy kids uh, learn more than just the game that they're involved in. There's so much more as far as uh, benefits are concerned. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm a strong proponent of kids being involved in things. I, uh, like you said, nowadays we have the other things, the social media and that sort of thing. And as you well pointed out, I'm of that age that even my kids <laughs> didn't have <laughs> all of that. Yeah, so, good. yeah, we... Um, and we did because I grew up with the you just make up your own sport. So yeah, we would go just go skating. And, you know, we we were three doors down from the hillside park there. So yeah, spent time at the park. Um, but yeah, we my kids weren't ones that we would just sit home and and uh, be bored. You, you got to do all kinds of different things. And one of my main rules is that I don't care what activity you pick, but you will be picking an activity and. For this season, if you didn't like it, then that's all right. We'll try a different one. So they were involved in a lot of different things. Not that it was long term, some of them, but they, yeah, they, you know, might try girl guides for the year and decide, well, no, next year I want to try something else. So. And that's good. There's that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, right? So that's that's yeah. good advice on uh, on your part. Now you kind of answered my question a little bit earlier here regarding volunteering and saying that. 
you know what, when I, when I was on the farm, I decided when I got older, I wanted to be involved. And let's, let's get into that part of your life right now, because I mean, wow, you have set the bar pretty high, <laughs> pretty high, Roberta, as far as uh, being involved in a community. And I don't even want to begin to list some of the, uh, the organizations, but um, wow, where did this originate from? Like, was there somebody that that said to Roberta, you know what, Roberta, get involved in your community. You're going to meet people. You're going to make friends. And it's just fun. Is there? How did that all come about for you? If, if I think about it, and actually I didn't, I've never really thought about it till right exactly now, but I had went to a United Way telethon. Um, I'm going to guess probably that one of the kids was, was singing in it or whatever. And somebody offered for me to run a camera. And like I said, I did not grow up with being involved in the community or volunteer work or anything like that. And just the sense of, wow, somebody would ask me to do that, probably literally like 1996, and it stuck with me because the sense of not only can I contribute and give something to them, but then I get a sense of well-being out of it too. And out of that, running the camera for the telethon, that evolved into being involved with the United Way. And then you get to be, you know, know more people and more opportunities to be involved with other things. And I, I really think that was the springboard right there. That's what kicked everything off, eh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, as far as, uh, I don't want to get into the immediate stuff, but as far as looking back over your time, um, what are some of the organizations that you've spent time on or boards and stuff like that? Because I think it's important that we let everybody know just uh, your track record on this. <laughs> well, I, I'd like to say that there's not a whole lot of organizations in Esteban that I haven't helped out in, in one aspect or another. Now, some of them, like the United Way board, I was on there for a very long time. Um, I've, I've stepped back from that now. I, I'm trying to just help. Um, not be on boards as much anymore. I, of course, I'm still on some boards, but um, I, I just want to show up and say where there's a need. You know, a um, good example is the Exhibition Association. I've been that for, for let's say in your words, many, many, many years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to live this long. down. I'm never going to live this down, Roberta. <laughs> no, no. But, uh, yeah, a friend asked me for one of the cabarets for them for the rodeo. Do you want to come and help serve some drinks? Well, I've been doing that ever since. Like every time there's a cabaret or rodeo or whatever, you know, I'm typically behind the bar and helping out. That's the kind of stuff I want to do now. I don't want to be making decisions and sitting on a board and sitting in meetings. I want to know where there's a need. And, yeah, just come be an extra set of hands. Let's uh, let's jump ahead to uh, today just recently, as a matter of fact, I guess, the uh, police board. Um, this yep, is, that's my latest one. Yeah, yeah. This is the new one for you, and <laughs> congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. Um, what inspired that decision, Roberta? Well, like I said, I, I am definitely leaning towards more of the hands-on and helping different organizations. But with this police board, I, I did see a need. We in Estevan, a lot of people in Estevan don't recognize how good our, our police like we have incredible, incredible force here. And due to unfortunately, due to some things that have happened in the past, the police have gotten a bad rap. So if there is anything I can do to assist with getting people to realize we have we have some really, really awesome officers there, awesome leadership are our, our um Right down to a lot of people just don't know, and if they can get to know them and get to know what they do, 
that's what I'd like to have a hand in is, is helping to uh, just change the view of our police. You know, I've had the uh, the pleasure of getting to know a lot of the officers over the years just because of being associated with the radio station, but I'll tell you what, I couldn't agree more with what you just said. This force, I always say, you know what, where would we be without them? Mm-hmm. If we just stopped for a moment and thought about that, where would any community be if you didn't have law enforcement? Exactly, yeah, you know? and a lot of people don't realize that. They're, they're really quick to judge them rather than sitting back and realizing what they go through. Um, one of the things that I've been very fortunate, and I always say is probably my most rewarding volunteer experience is with victim services. And uh, with that, I go out with the officers to do um, next-of-kin notifications. It's one of the roles in, in victim services. And when I can get to work alongside with them and see the most horrible things that they have to do and how they go through that, it just it gives you a whole new view of our officers. I I just couldn't imagine doing that myself. I you know, is uh, as easy as you made that sound. Wow. I yeah. That's that's got to be one of the toughest things is to uh, ring a doorbell and and pass along information like that. Yeah, and it's people that in a lot of cases people that they know because of the size of our community. Yeah, you, you kind of know everybody, and now you got to go knock on their door and wake them up in the middle of the night to, to let them know that the most terrific thing has ever happened. And to stand alongside an officer and do that, it gives you a whole new respect for what they do. My goodness, hard to believe. Incredible, just incredible. Um, now we're, we're focusing on a little more serious stuff here, and I, and I appreciate that because uh, that's good, Roberta. But uh, search and rescue. You are part of that as well, if I'm not mistaken, for the uh, chapter here in Estevan or this area? I am. I'm no longer on the executive, but I am a volunteer with them for searches, yep. Okay, so that's, you know, I was talking to a gentleman out of uh, Regina uh, from the uh, Search and Rescue Saskatchewan uh, Association of Volunteers, Dustin, and uh, he was also a, is a member of a, of a chapter as well as far as a team is concerned. And I, I mentioned to him at the time, I said, you know what, uh, Dustin, I, I feel that there's got to be a certain cut of cloth that these people have. And and that would be you too, Roberta, falling under that same umbrella. Would you agree with that on, on people who are joining these teams? Because it is all volunteers. It is all volunteers and, and uh, just literally dropping your life. I wasn't, unfortunately, I wasn't able to go on it the last search. I think everybody's aware that we've had one recently here. But the people who did, you literally drop what you're doing and, and you have to have employers that are very understanding and, and that sort of thing. But to be able to say, yep, my pack, like all of us, our packs are ready. Whether it's winter or summer, my pack is downstairs and it is ready to go because if somebody calls and said that you're needed to be right here, right now, you're there. And I was thinking about the uh, the variation there, the highs and the lows of those searches that uh, that you must go through, from uh, finding somebody, having the uh, the uh, paramedics deal with them, there every everything turns out fine, you get them home that day or that night, and then there's the the alternative, and and that kind of falls back to what you were saying about you know ringing a doorbell and and delivering that sad news. Yeah, and obviously that's not the outcome that, that you're hoping for, but you still know that you're helping somebody, even if that's the outcome, because that the unknown, sitting there and not knowing, at least when there's an answer, then they can move on to the next step. I, I never say closure because 
when there's a death, there is no such thing as closure. I'm sorry that your life has just changed forever. Um, So I never, I try never to use that word, but at least you're giving them some information so they can start processing and going on to the next than even when when you do find that person deceased. Absolutely. Very good point on your part there, Roberta. I'm glad you mentioned that. You know what? This has been a blast. I can't believe how fast the time has gone by here, Roberta. We've covered a lot of stuff, and and uh, getting to know Roberta DeRosier has, uh, has really surprised me in, in some ways, but in other ways uh, I was expecting it, you know? So... <laughs> Uh, man, you you have done a marvelous job in the community and continue to do so, Roberta. And I just can't thank you enough for joining me on the uh, on the podcast. Well, I, I strongly, strongly recommend to people if you aren't involved in things, go do it. Whatever's holding you back, if it's if it's fear of rejection or time or whatever, just do it. It is so. It's what makes our town run. Obviously, like you you can't run a community on with no volunteers. But what you get out of it is way more than what you give. You go home at night feeling, you know what, I did something, and it just it makes you happy. It's the uh, various ways of being rewarded, right? For sure, yeah. Okay, Roberta, well said on your part. Uh, thank you so much once again. Thanks, Lyle.